Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I am David Hoffold, and I'm joined by Carl Polson. And Carl, just before our podcast began today, we were kind of briefly talking about the importance of mentorship. So I want to ask you as we kick off our episode today, can can you kind of share maybe a little bit about someone maybe earlier in your career who was a mentor to you and the impact that made on on your career to this day? Yeah, I, I know we were chatting a little bit about kind of mentorship and the importance of that, especially early in your career. And I had a, a mentor by the name of Roger Wenchlock, who, who uh, um, uh, passed away the other day and uh, was kind of thinking back on on the importance of that mentorship and, and really um, think that 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 Roger was a huge influencer for me on how to um, look at your career long term and really established for me the importance of doing things the right way early on and really thought about, you know, how critical it's been in my career to have mentors. Now, for you, David, um, who would you say was a mentor, uh, whether it's early or later in your career, but a really influential mentor that that's meant a lot to you? Yeah, I've had a few of them over the years. I think the first one was my very first sales manager who actually gave a shout out to and the science of selling, Paul Wynn. Uh, As soon as I got into sales, Paul took me under uh, his wing and kind of taught me about sales. I'm talking in my first month and really helped me begin to understand it. But he used to always say, and I still remember this, he would say, David, you can't fly with the eagles if you hang around with the turkeys. And you know, at the time, I might have rolled my eyes and go, oh, okay, Paul. But now, as I think back on it, there's a lot of wisdom in, in that. And there's been a number of times where uh, when I've been tempted to maybe not take the best path forward and who I hang around, especially early in my career, I would hear Paul's wise words echo through my mind. And I'm going, you know what? I think I'm going to look for some eagles. So Paul Wynn, my first sales manager, definitely helped me get on the right path for sales. And um, so, yeah, mentorship, boy, it, it really does matter. And how blessed it is when you can have someone, especially early in your career, who can kind of guide you and, and give you some good insight that can make a big difference in how successful you become. Uh, couldn't agree more. And it's very uh, serendipitous to kind of the topic we're talking about today, which is improving your sales ability. People can read tons of books on kind of concepts around improving your sales ability. What we're focused on today are are some more executables on how you start doing that. And to start off this conversation, David, what would you say is the biggest enemy of improving somebody's sales ability? That's an important question. And this might be surprising because what I'm going to talk against is one of the most popular topics in sales training. Uh, When you talk about improving your sales ability, it doesn't take very long before someone brings up what I'm going to say not to do. And the reason being is it's been a popular idea since the 1950s and 60s when some very well-known sales trainers at that time came out with it and their, their influence still lingers. 
So one of the things that I would say the biggest enemy of improvement today is reinforcement. Most salespeople think of when they try to improve their sales ability, they they try to focus, they focus heavily on reinforcement. And reinforcement by itself is not a bad thing. There are times you want to review what you already know or review those skills you've already acquired. But that's not about improvement. That's about reinforcing, keeping those things fresh in your mind. Not a bad activity unless you label it as sales improvement because reinforcement by very definition is reinforcing something you already have. And so when we look at sales improvement, what does science say about this? which is always the place we want to look to. And the good news, again, is there is about 40 years of research that speaks specifically to this topic, and it all points in the exact same direction. So we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies, and they all say the same thing. When you want to improve, the most effective way to improve an ability like selling, which is a skill-based activity, is through what's called deliberate practice. Now, what is deliberate practice? It's practicing in a very deliberate manner where you're trying to grow your abilities. In fact, what that means is you're trying to do things that right now are not in your current skill set. You're trying to take your knowledge and skills to the next level. So you're not reinforcing things. You're, you're beyond that. Now you want to build on that and I want to go to the next level. So I'm pushing myself to get there. And deliberate practice has been shown, regardless of really the profession, whether you're selling, a musician, sports, or anything else, it's been shown to enable top performance because you really do improve. It's practice. It's a way of learning that's designed to help you get to that next level. So reinforcement is good. I know many people, I'm talking sales heresy right now. They're picking up the stones. Reinforcement is fine, but it's not sales improvement. It's just label it for what it is. My concern is too often in the world of selling, we label reinforcement as improvement. And that's not the case. It will not help you improve anywhere near the rate that deliberate practice will. So have both in your arsenal. Reinforce things you want to keep fresh and keep top of mind. That's fine. But you also want to have strategies in place so that you can get to that next level. Because in our hyper-competitive marketplace, if you're not moving forward, you will fall behind. So reinforcement isn't enough. It's not the 1950s and 60s. We don't sell in the same marketplace and sales environments our grandparents did. Right. So we need to skill up. It's a little more challenging today. So we need to skill up and deliberate practice is exactly how you do that. So, uh, you know, for listeners that maybe are are too familiar with deliberate practice, could you just elaborate a little bit on, on the concept of deliberate practice? Yeah. So deliberate practice is really trying to push yourself to get to that next level. So it's about challenging yourself. And what the research shows is deliberate practice makes you uncomfortable. Reinforcement is very comfortable. You're you're kind of in your comfort zone, what you already know, your current skill level. Deliberate practice pushes you outside of that. So a lot of people comment on it that it's not fun. Reinforcement is just kind of reminding yourself and that's much more enjoyable. Deliberate practice is I'm going to push myself into an uh, above where I'm currently at. 
So it's hyper-focused on growing. And a couple of real practical things that our listeners can do to begin to utilize this every day is number one, what I just mentioned, challenge yourself. If your self-improvement and sales improvement strategies don't push you, don't make you uncomfortable, don't take you outside of your comfort zone, you're not growing. Growth occurs when you go outside of that comfort zone. So you want to make sure, am I really challenging myself? Is this hard? Or everything, when I try to improve, it's it's really easy. And you're not really improving, right? Im- improvement requires you to get uncomfortable, to go outside of where you're currently at. And I would focus on improving uh, on a daily or if not daily, weekly basis. So I would say, okay, am I growing? And if so, how? And I want to create strategies so that I have things in place every day or at least every week at the very minimum is what I'd recommend that you're always moving forward, meaning you're doing activities specifically designed to improve your your knowledge and your skills to make you uncomfortable because that's what's going to raise your game. That's what's going to help you skill up. And I would recommend you hold yourself accountable to that. A couple ways I've seen salespeople do this and I've done this is number one, hold yourself accountable. Ask yourself at the end of every day or at the end of every week, you can say, how did I grow this week? What specifically did I do to help myself get to that next level and then plan the the following week or the following day. What am I going to do tomorrow or next week to to grow? What specific things am I going to do? Because if you don't plan it, you're not very likely to actually do it. Or I've had a number of salespeople that when they learn this, they'll start holding them each other accountable. And so they'll meet on a Zoom call or they'll meet for breakfast or whatever. Sometimes even emails they'll send back and forth. Uh, a couple times a week, you know, all focused on what did you learn? You know, how did you grow this week? What happened that that helped you get to that next level? And so someone's holding them accountable, so they're more likely to do it, and they kind of help each other grow. But the key is, are you growing, or are you just staying where you currently are? Last thing I'll share that you can do real practically is give yourself experiences. And what I mean by that is attend a training. Or if that's not in the cards right now for you, uh, take half a day, take a Saturday morning and say, I'm going to devote from 9 a.m. to 12 uh, this Saturday, so three hours, to really working on my sales ability in these specific areas, right? So even carving out some time and whether you can work with a colleague and say, hey, let's get together and over a Zoom call, let's kind of practice and really try to challenge each other and and talk about how we can get better in our execution of this part of our sales process. But but have those experiences where you take time out of, of your, your everyday life and you really focus, whether it's attending a training or meeting with a colleague or just carving some time out for you alone to really focus and dive in over a couple hours into really trying to improve. And this is also a hallmark of really successful people is they almost always do these kind of things. They they make growing and improving their abilities uh, a, a mission critical thing for them. It's not something they try to find time for. They make it a priority and they schedule it um, in their daily activities. And it makes a difference because when you have this kind of mentality, over a couple of days, will it make a difference? Sure. But really where you see it pay off 
is over a quarter or over a year. Uh, you can, I've seen people change their careers drastically in a very short time by getting super aggressive on their growth and embracing this deliberate practice of pushing yourself, going outside that comfort zone, looking for those feelings of discomfort and go, okay, I want to live there because that's how I get to that next level. So there's a number of things that each of us can do, but Carl, let's, let's bring this to life. I want to hear from you share with me, because I know this has been a priority for you for many years, Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. growing. Give our listeners an example of how you have grown and some specific thing you did in your career to help you get to the next level. Yeah, so so great question. And I think it really comes back to even when I was going through the Hoffeld Group sales training, um, you know, I would set aside time on the weekend, sometimes three hours on a Saturday and three hours on a Sunday to specifically, um, uh, you know, make flashcards, go through scenarios, um, do mind maps, whatever I could to creatively continue to to kind of install the ideas and practices that I learned from you. And I think that um, that consistency there and being really deliberate about it, putting a timer on um, and knowing that during that time, I'm going to try to be as focused as I possibly can really made huge strides for for my career and and really trying to uh, focus in on the areas where I know I could improve and then putting together an action plan that wasn't something I just did for a week, but something that I, I reminded myself of on a daily, weekly basis for months um, really helped me improve my skills. So I would say the biggest thing is I know for a lot of salespeople during the week, it, it, it can be hard to to find time uh, um, to implement deliberate practice. But uh, sometimes a couple hours on a Saturday or a Sunday can be a great place to start trying out the ideas of deliberate practice as it relates to the sales skills that you're trying to learn. So that that's one thing that I really, really um, uh, utilize deliberate practice for. What about yourself, David? Um, you know, how have you used deliberate practice through your career? Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I think there's a lot of strong takeaways uh, from what you shared there. For for me, I've uh, I've lived deliberate practice for a long time, so it's become a regular part of how I think. But I remember if I go way back to my first sales job with, as I mentioned, my first sales manager, Paul Wynn, um, something interesting I was I was just thinking about was um, when uh, in that first sales job, I was brand new to sales. Okay. I knew nothing uh, at all. I was learning, but I remember when my colleagues, when we would have some downtime in the office, uh, they would all play cards. And not that I'm against playing cards. There was a couple of times I joined in, but I remember distinctly, I wouldn't, I would sit over and read a book on selling and then a few of them would look at me kind of odd, like, dude, why you? that's what we do. Why are you reading a book about it? And what, did I learn some things from that book? Yeah. But as I as I think about it, uh, it was only about three years later when uh, I had uh, grown considerably in my abilities from when I first started that a bunch of the people in that room uh, worked for me. Uh, they were salespeople and I was their sales manager. And then if we fast forward even more, the difference between the results we produced uh, uh, is even greater as we look out over a decade or now over 20 years from that time 
um, where they're at and um, when I've been able to achieve. And I think the biggest the biggest thing is the stage was already set right there in that room when I read a book and would do so repeatedly and they play cards. So is there anything wrong with playing cards? Do you have to read all the sales books? No, but just think about the two paths that individuals who would do one of those two things would be on. And when you compound that over weeks and months and years, what happens then? It literally is is life-changing. So what I would say to you, and as I think back over my career, I would recommend something odd, and that is don't be normal. Meaning if you look around your sales team and you're like, man, I'm we're kind of all have the same self-improvement strategies. That's not good. That's, <laughs> I've never been on a sales team where that's good. You want to be the hardest worker in the room. So you want to say, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work 10 times harder than them. If they work an hour, I work too. You do not want to be normal because normal is the enemy of greatness. And it will keep you, if everyone else is doing what you're doing, do something different. I'm just giving it to you straight right now. That's what I found over my life, when I've conformed to what is normal in sales, it never worked out well. So I always try to go extreme in everything. It's all or nothing. It's the hit the gas or stamp, stop on the brake. And that's just kind of how I, I think about things at this point. But it makes a huge difference. Focus on what you want to focus on and really go all in on it and challenge yourself. And this deliberate practice is a way. But look around and honestly, look around your sales team and say, am I doing kind of what they're doing as far as my level of, of growth and my focus on improvement? And if so, that would raise a huge red flag for me. And I would say, if you're now, if you're happy with that, that that's fine, too. We all have to pick what kind of life we want. But you only get one. Um, one ride on this on this uh, ball we're we're all on this earth, right? So, and it goes by real fast. The older you get, the the more you realize that. So, uh, pick what you want to do and and go all in on it, whatever that may be. And uh, what I've seen over the years from talking from myself and other people who have really tried to focus on getting good at, at one thing and going all in is it it it's um. It's kind of fun. And you, if, you, if it's really what you love to do, you'll enjoy it. So give that some thought. Look around at others. And if you find what you're doing is normal, I, I would take stock of that because you want to be you want to be the person reading the book while everyone else is playing cards. And if you're not, check yourself, because over time, that will make a difference. In fact, I would say my destiny was set in many ways in that room right there a month into my career while others, their destiny was set right there in that room a few months or more in their career. And it didn't make that big of a difference that day. No one saw an impact. But then you look at it over five or 10 years, and the difference is extremely noticeable. So give that some thought. Challenge yourself. Because, boy, when you really pay the price and get good at selling, it not only impacts your career, but life is sales. Sales is life. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that I've trained who say, David, you know, I've used this. And I had one guy telling me recently he used it when he's he got a divorce and now he's dating. And he's like, man, these incremental commitments work and dating, too. And I'm like, I'll take your word for it, buddy. And I've had people talk about how they use it with their children and and just to improve their influence in every area of of life. So when you get good at this, 
and infiltrates in positive ways the rest of your life too. So give it some thought. A lot of great takeaways in today's episode, Carl, that if our listeners apply, could be transformative. I, I really think so. And what I really liked about, about what you just said there was almost um, uh, kind of going back to the start of the episode on the importance early in your career about having those practices of deliberate practice and, and those moments where you're making that choice to really commit yourself to sales. And again, like you said, if that's not somebody's priority or focus, that's, hey, that, that, that is their choice. But if sales is really something you want to be not just great, but the best at, and, and you really want to commit yourself uh, to not just a career, but a life in sales, um, it's really important early on to establish those practices because you will look back at those moments, whether it's, you know, uh, the rest of your team is playing cards and you're reading a book. Um, I know for me, it was uh, on Fridays uh, in my very first job, I would always uh, be at the office, you know, until maybe 7 or 8 p.m. And uh, the rest of the team would be, you know, think it was the most bizarre thing. But I knew that in that moment, that's when I was really defining my career trajectory. So Mm -hmm. I think these ideas and 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 tips that you have for our listeners, give them a try and implement them. Again, um, it can make a profound impact on your sales career. Um, David, until next time, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And thank you so much, as always, for giving our listeners such great insights. Thanks so much, Carl.